How do you know how to work that shit? How, uh, I've you're like my like 14th interview. So how do you know how to work? You just you I just, had I've been on a couple podcasts that had this, and they were like they recommended this equipment and stuff, and then they were like they just taught me how to do it. I fucked up a few times in the beginning. <laughs> You're listening to Service from Hell, a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky ones that got out and all the good, bad, and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney, and I'm uniquely qualified to discuss this as I currently work at a very busy and very popular comedy club in Los Angeles. And at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me you were ready to order when I was running around like a crazy person. So let's eat. I'd like to welcome our guest, Punky Johnson, originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. Punky is an actor, writer, producer, and comic crushing the game out in L.A. She's also a paid regular at the world-famous comedy store on the Sunset Strip. She calls herself a brutally honest lesbian who gets passionately aggressive about current events. And she can be seen on Crank Yankers on Comedy Central or Adam Ruins Everything on True TV. I better know Punky from being screamed at by her saying I was a stupid bitch at the comedy club in Los Angeles. (laughs) Punky, you have no trouble talking, so let's go. Let them know about you. First of all, I am so, you are really, really good at this. You should, you are definitely a radio personnel. That was fantastic. I appreciate you. This bitch could talk for real. Um, Second, I love the fact that you're doing this this type of podcast because I was just sitting down, um, not sitting down, I was just at work yesterday and everybody was just pissing me off. I hate the way people treat people that's in the service industry. I hate it. Like one of my biggest pet peeves, one of the biggest ones Mm -hmm. is when they come in and they put their card on a counter or they put their money on a counter and not in your hand. Oh, it drives that drives me crazy it's, too. It's like yes. I feel like that is one of the most disrespectful things. And it, and it's not I don't think it's disrespectful. I just think it's rude. It's, it's just, just it's not acknowledging you as a person. Yeah, it's just like it's, servant. It's like who raised you? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Who taught you to just throw money on a counter at yeah. people? Yeah. They're and the same hate, people who don't make eye contact. I hate people that pay at bars with change. I hate it. This is not Sears. It's the fucking bar. Wait, do people really give you change? Sometimes. I say we don't take change. <laughs> I just tell them we don't take it. We round up or we round down, bitch. So if the drink's six fifty, you owe me seven. If it's six forty, you owe me six. I don't 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 ever Oh and because like, it's, it's the same thing at like restaurants, like if somebody left you change in your uh in your book. Oh, it's rude. It's, it's, super it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I don't need your change. And but but you know what? Some people I notice do that is people that's uh, not from this country. A lot of people from, oh, not from sure. this country will leave you change. Yeah, well, that I could excuse. I can excuse it, but I do tell them about these. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, you get a pass, but let's make sure this shit don't happen again. <laughs> okay. okay, so Punky, so you, what is your like origin story? So you, you're here from Los, or sorry, from Louisiana. Yes. What got you out here? A breakup. Okay. Um, I knew I wanted to come out here. I said I wanted to come out here. I think inside of my heart, I just didn't believe it because it's like, where do you start? You know what I'm saying? Nobody really know where to start until you just get started. Sure. And me and my current wife was in like an eight, nine year relationship. And then she broke up with me and I lost my mind because I didn't I was I that was my first love. I didn't know how to be hurt. I didn't know how to deal with it. So I started like doing crazy shit. Like I started like stalking her and following her around and showing up at her house unannounced and getting myself in trouble when the police is called on me a couple of times, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> but you're in love. <laughs> so with that, when I found myself sitting in that tree, um, I have to figure out how to not do this. And the only way for me to not do it was to leave town. Mm. So I was like, where am I going to go? And it was like, duh, bitch, go fucking live your fucking dream so her breaking up with me was bittersweet it was bitter because it hurt but it was sweet because i got to start something that got me here with your ass okay so was comedy your your first love so comedy was my first love i used to practice routines i watched comedy all my life oh. it's the last thing i went to sleep to every night watching comic view on bt every single night wow. when i was younger um black mamas clean up on saturdays to music my mama cleaned up to comedy she cleaned up to richard Pryor, to eddie murphy or whatever comic was popping you know paul mooney whatever she that's who she cleaned up to i love that. so comedy was just playing in my house all day all day every day and when i came out here i i'm glad i went the route that i did i came out here with the purpose i was like i went to an acting school and the acting school had it set up to where it it listed places where you could live. It it gave you like a big book. It it was basically like a brochure of where you can eat, where you can chill, where you can live, and just options and choices. So I started with that, with this pamphlet. And I went to Acting Corpse Boot Camp, ran by this man named Eugene Bu- Bu- Buicker. 
or whatever the fuck. Okay. And then acting school ended. And then I was running out of money. I came out here with so much money, like 50 grand. Holy shit. Which is nothing. But I mean, good for you for having saved that money. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that money came from places I probably shouldn't be talking about. Okay. Because I was a little hustler, too. (laughs) I had to Yeah. But in six months, that money ran out. That feel, that's so real. Yeah, that's you're so paying real here. almost two grand for rent. You, yeah. you, you know, you got to pay your car note and just all this shit. So, well, an acting school is no joke. I mean, yeah, six that was like two thousand dollars a month too. So um, then I was like, oh fuck, I need a job, and I just went on Craigslist somewhere. I would not go right now if I was looking for a job. <laughs> but back then, t- nine years ago, I went on Craigslist. I was like, oh, the comedy store is hiring. And I tried to do catering and all that stuff, but I never passed none of the tests because you had to know how to pour, pour wine. It was like, it was like you, they, they asked you questions. You had to take a test. It was ridiculous. It was like, you know, how do you pour wine? I'm like, bitch, you pop the thing and pour that shit. <laughs> and what the fuck I'm pouring it for anyway? If I bring it to the table, I'm going to send it there. You pour the wine, you fucking sell. You know, I'm from New Orleans. We, we ghetto. We don't, we don't, we're not fine dining like that. You know what I'm saying? Where the parts I'm from. So I failed the test because I didn't know nothing about wine and champagne because it was a certain way you had to pour yeah, it you gotta hold over the bottle. your arm and all this shit. I was like, these people are out of control of California. <laughs> so then I found a link to the comedy store. Okay. There was hiring cocktail, cocktail servers. And in my mind, I was like, oh, fuck, I got to be a girl. That's the first thing I said. Oh, cocktail. Sure. So I dressed like a woman. I mean, earrings. I mean, everything. I was cute, bitch. I was cute, bitch. <laughs> and I had on like this pink shirt with a with a like I looked like a lawyer oh my god good you would have thought that I was going to the court of law I was banging <laughs> I had a briefcase bitch <laughs> I went and I was like I have to get this fucking job but then when I went in there I found out that California is very different from everywhere else there was a, it, it had to be a line of 75 people come on no I swear I swear oh my god I'm not fucking kidding you what year was this do you remember 2011 and a line like around it was the block. a line it, it basically on. was like an open house for like the comedy for interview holy shit i thought it's gonna be me and like five know, other people maybe yeah but i looked and i was like there's no way i'm gonna get this fucking job <sighs> i know i'm not but what saved me was everybody had like jeans and t-shirts on bitch i was dressed to impress i was casket sharp in that bitch okay <laughs> so i made a deal with god in the universe i was like in my heart i was like there's no way i'm gonna get this job to too many people but mm-hmm. i made a deal with the lord i was like look if i get this job i promise you I'm going to do comedy. That's what it means. I'm supposed to do comedy oh, if I get this I job. I cry right now. Bitch, why I got the job? I was so mad. <laughs> I mean, I was happy I got the job, but I was so pissed because I had to go out there and, and keep my promise. Yeah, you did. And it, it, uh, uh, it changed my life. Fear. I overcame fear and it changed my life. Now, did your wife, like at some point, who was now your ex, she was your ex-girlfriend at the time. Yes. Does, where does she, does she follow you out here then? Or like, where does she so come this back? bitch... <laughs> Breaks up with me, <laughs> treats me like shit. Mm-hmm. Then when I said I was moving to California, then she's, oh, I want you back. And I was like, no, <laughs> fuck you. Because by that time I was over. You were over You it. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wasn't over it, but I was so hurt. I didn't want to turn back. Okay. But she drove with me out here. Oh, bless. <laughs> no, oh. I hated her. I hated her the whole, I hated her for 32 <laughs> hours straight. Y'all did that straight? No, no, we stopped at a hotel because I think if you drive it straight, it'll be like 26 hours. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But we'll stop at a hotel. We stopped here and there. It probably took us, it probably took us about two days. Okay. Maybe more than 32 hours. So she moves out here with you. So you get three years later, she moves out because she drove out here. She just drove with you. That was it. And then she, and then I sent her ass back home. (laughs) Okay. So you went crazy for three years. (laughs) I went crazy for about a year. Okay. I left to go to come to California. And then I was having fun with these hoes for three years. I bet you were. Yes, I bet I you was. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So you so you started the comedy store. But how did you... So what do they call you and say, like, hey, you beat out basically 74 no, other people? I had people? three interviews. Holy shit. So they call me back. And, and, and I, I go and I talk to the dude. And then actually the third interview was supposed to be an interview. But the comedy store was so slammed. They just threw us out there. I, would, I had on, like, blue jeans like i don't know what was going on but they was like all right look it was a working interview it was yeah they were like go serve they was tables like, go. they was Holy just like go. they was just shit. like they was just like all right look y'all gonna expedite and at that tough time i bitch i didn't know what the fuck that meant i was like <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about i never worked in a restaurant i worked at a bar but i you know it was we we picked, we did our own drinks i never had to do things for people yeah so we had to 
tray up. They run their drinks in. We had to tray them up and we had to go bring them out there. Imagine how stupid I looked bringing shit to the wrong table all Oh, I bet. Night. It's massive. The club is massive. All night. Oh, my God. I was just like, Blue Moon? <laughs> no. Blue Moon? Uh, no. Oh, fuck. Blue Moon? Uh, no. Shit. Blue Moon? <laughs> Anybody order the fucking Blue Moon? <laughs> okay so that was your third interview like it was a working one and then that was it so then that that night were they like hey you got the job or did you still that was my way of knowing i got the job oh was that it i think it was me and rose jose and this guy named james okay us four got thrown to the wolves and all four of you got hired or only you and rose all of us oh you did okay okay so that was back in that was 2011 that was 2011 so you start working at the comedy store are you doing are you also like pursuing acting whilst you're like at the comedy (sighs) store in my interview, I told a guy, he was like, do you do comedy? I was like, I would like to do comedy. Oh, you were I, honest. If I started to work here. Yeah. Okay. And he was like, well, our workers get to do comedy here. So what I did was I was quiet for the first June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Seven months, I didn't tell nobody I wanted to do comedy, mm. which was good, but it smart. was bad. It what was smart, think? but it was bad because now I'm there. I didn't say anything about loving comedy and want to do it. So when I do say I want to do it, now everybody's like, you only want to do it because, because you work, you work here. here. Oh, I didn't think about that. When I was just up there just trying to learn the game yeah. and I didn't want to go into it just ignorant. Blind. Yeah, of you course. Know? So Who- I tried to learn it and then go up. Ah. Uh. But it, it's all right. It made the road tougher, but it made me a lot stronger too. So, so you start telling people, listen, I'm 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 interested in comedy, and then our producers at the sh- at the store being like, hey, we'll put you up, we'll give you time. Fuck no, of course not. They don't. Nothing like it is now. Yeah, it, it was it, it was just like blah 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 whatever. I had to sign the list every Sunday and Monday. I don't think they put me up for six months. So you would just so what she when she says sign the list, what she means is like potluck is something for anybody who wants mm-hmm. to be a comic and they have a friends and family piece on Monday nights where if you are affiliated with a comedy store, if you worked there before or if you work there now, you're you're potentially higher up on the list. But like mm-hmm. hundreds of comics hundreds. come out and they put their name on the list just hoping to be picked. Yeah. So you having worked there, knowing yeah. all of these people, they yeah. still wouldn't put you up. Right. So I was like, OK, cool. Y'all not going to put me up. Fantastic. I just got to fucking go to work. Every Sunday, Monday, I signed that fucking list. Never got up. Every Sunday, Monday for six months straight, I didn't miss one. Good for you. I signed that list. But but the thing was, when they finally did put me up, I got their attention because I fucking killed it. Now, were you doing open mics elsewhere? Like, so you were getting your game stronger? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you already had a set. Oh, yeah. How many minutes did you say? Like, would you say? I did three minutes. I knew they were were solid three. Solid three. Okay. Solid three minutes. So you get up and then are they like, oh shit, we're putting her up every week now? Yes. No. Fuck no. Okay. So what happened then? Then they was like, oh, all right. So you were funny. Fine. Bye. Yeah. Kind of thing. So then I had to sign that list again. And then oh. they, they didn't put me up again. Oh for my God. a long God. time. And then I got the attention of Willie Hunter. Oh, I love Willie. Yes. So every time Willie hosted, Willie just put me up. Because he was like, she's good enough. We're getting her up there. We're just going to get her up. But I still had to sign the list. But he will put me up anyway. Regardless. Regardless. Okay. So So then, oh God. So then eventually I became friends and family. That's when Tommy was fired and then Adam took over. So Tommy was the talent coordinator at the comedy store prior to the current coordinator, whose name is Adam. Yes. Um, Adam put me on friends and family and they still would not let me on the fucking stage. So you know what I did? I went back to signing up for open mic. Because it's like, instead of me bitching and complaining and acting crazy with everybody, you know what, cool. Y'all want to try to keep me out of this? No problem. I'll go back to signing the list. So what happened was, I made a deal with the host. I was like, look, I don't have to get on for the friends and family part. Could you just do me a solid and just put me on an open mic regardless so what punky is not explaining is like the open mic portion that exists at the Mm -hmm. comedy store and working that is incredibly intense because you're watching some people openly fail and it's really uncomfortable and you're watching some people be unbelievable so the balance of talent is crazy yeah but if you're put in with potluck you're dealing with the lights are on in the room Mm -hmm. everybody's still walking around there's maybe 10 customers in Mm -hmm. there the rest are comics that are trying to get seen and trying to make fellow comics laugh when they're all in the same grind is nearly impossible correct and so you're going up in front of a crowd that basically hates you no matter what right and that's the most intense performance experience 
So you were you, so you say to the host, I'd like to go up during uh potluck or during uh the like the open mic portion. Open mic portion. And yes. what does the host say? It was like, all right. Okay, so you go up then. Because I had worked so fucking hard <sighs> and I was already on friends and family. So I guess they was like well, you are on friends and family, but we're not gonna put you on friends and family. But since you are putting making yourself smaller, yeah, we will take that. Okay. And they put me on a uh, open mic. Okay, so so you, so you, then I just was on open mic for weeks. Oh, punky. And then I became regular with friends and family. Okay, so what happens <laughs> is open mic happens, and then friends and family happens about an hour or two later. Yes. So the room is a bit fuller with regular customers who want to laugh and are not there to just judge you and hate you. And so you, you, I would assume it probably helps your confidence a little bit to be in front of that as opposed to a bunch of people that just want you to fail. Yes. Okay. So you start doing that. Mm-hmm. Are you also auditioning? Are you like pursuing I didn't have it? no managers, nothing. I was just. So you're working at the comedy store performing. Yep. Now it. are you, you're doing open mics outside oh, of the comedy yes. store too. So oh, you're yeah. grinding all the time. I did. I was doing three full open mics a night when I wasn't working. So how, okay. So you would, on your nights off, you were out. Yes, indeed. Okay. So you start at three o'clock. Oh, girl. You go sign up at about. So when I was in the in the circuit, yeah, I would do rock paper, go to sales, improv, and then some whoever else because some of the places was was hit or miss. Okay. So you would sign up at three, sign up, try to make it to the next place about three fifteen, three thirty. Try to make it to the next place before four o'clock, and try to make it to the next place before like four thirty-five. And that's then, PM. Then you got to go back to all the places, oh. see where your spot at, and then at the last spot. You have to be like, all right, cool. So I go on that rock paper. I'm number eight. I go on that sales. I'm number 13. I go on this place. I'm number two. So you're performing. You're in your car. You're running to the next location. And they had one. Some days I rode my bike. Oh, well, that would almost be faster in L.A. Yeah. Okay. So you so what people don't understand that don't live in L.A., that stress of trying to just get to your car, get parking, get in there, get seen. Like so. And then you're trying to be in the mentality of a performer Uh once you get to the location. Uh, And you're doing that three different locations a night. Oh, yeah. Three, four times a week. Great. I mean, were you just so tired all the time? I was, but it puts it puts you in a in like in like a overdrive. Like you just you just in a you just grind. start doing it. You just be like it becomes muscle memory after that. It's just like whatever. This is just how the game go. OK, so you're getting then you known. make friends, though. OK. And once you make the friends, you know, be like, look, I'm gonna sign you up at Rock Paper. Oh, who, so you, you wouldn't sign, have to you physically sign me go. Up at sales. You wait over there. You wait over there. You wait over there. You wait over there. Oh, and God. let's see how we gonna do. It. You know what I'm saying? So you're so, all texting each other like, "Hey, you're yeah, number seven. You're number, you're yep, number yep. Okay. Yep. So but, now then you time it in your head. Now yep. what would happen if you were like you miss your spot? You just do. You just miss your spot. Now do they ding you for that? No, you'll just miss your spot. Maybe if they have enough time, they'll put you up after. But okay. nine times ten, you miss your spot. Okay. So then, so you're doing this grind, you're working at the comedy store, yeah. trying to make money. Now, are you actually making a living wage at the comedy store? Like, was it busy at this time? The comedy store was weird, man. I, I got, I got lucky because I had, I ended up moving in a, in a place that was very cheap, huge apartment for like $900. You bitch. I am so pissed off. I got married and lost that place. <laughs> I am so bad. It was the best apartment ever. Parking, washing, dryer. Where? Fucking around the corner from where I live now in Hollywood on Van Ness in La Mirada. Holy shit. It was my dream apartment. It had a window in the kitchen. Oh. It was window in the bathroom. My hallway floors. Oh, it was amazing. It was great. Okay, so you so you move out of there once you get married. So you're living in Hollywood. So you're making enough to survive at the comedy store. Oh, yeah. I was making a lot of money because I was picking up everything that I could pick up. Okay, so was it as busy now? No, it's the- super, super busy now. Okay, so then... But back in the day, we would it would be five of us in the main room on a sold-out show. Holy so shit. we were used to working two sections at a time. Okay. We, if, we were used to working main room, OR, belly room sometimes, all three of them if we had to. So we just getting That's ate crazy. up, but we making the money. Okay. So it's kind of, it, it was kind of the same. We just didn't have a lot of people to cover all the sections. Okay. So you guys were just grinding at work yeah, every night, yeah, basically. Yeah. You ever ran with a tray? Oh, we was no. running with trays in that Ooh. bitch. Okay. <laughs> we was running. And we a tray holds running. 20 drinks. So a tray, yeah. a tray weighs between 30 and 40 pounds. Yeah. And you're running. That's crazy. Yeah, let's say walking really fast. I'm clumsy. But I mean, but yeah. you're moving. I used to try to encourage my customers to get bottle beer because if they get bottle beer i can fit up fit to 30 more. oh my god mm-hmm. so you're just dropping turning going to the next table oh, yeah. like there's and no then i mastered holding the tree i had to master that because it made it gave me seconds it gave me more time so you'd be holding the tray and delivering drinks Fucking so, right oh. i had to start trying to figure that out 
Okay. So you, so you're grinding the comedy store. You're doing your open mics. You're like really getting after it. What, what is the shift that got you to where you are now? Because Punky's not going to say it, but she's very successful in her career. No, you stop laughing. Her career is on a train ride into it's crazy. It is on a train ride. I'm enjoying the journey because sometimes the catch not as good as the chase. You sure. know what I'm saying? We sometimes. have to keep that in, in mind. Yeah. You never know what that catch going to be and how it's going to feel. And mm-hmm. so I'm enjoying this chase. It's like a relationship. You know, <laughs> once you catch it, you're like, oh, fuck, this bitch boring now. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> sure. just really never know. Sure. So it, it had been. After the, for a while, it had been two years that I had been on Friends and Family, and okay. then we had to do a showcase. Adam don't do showcases no more, but he did a showcase. Wait, rewind real quick. So when you say two years of being on Friends and Family, what you actually mean, though, is that you were still only going up during the open mic portion, or had they finally... They finally started letting me do okay. Friends and Family. So you're actually on at the like 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock yes. hour. Okay. Yes. So then Adam offers a showcase to you. So what Adam does is whoever been working at the comedy store for two years, you get a showcase. Oh, wow. After that was how it used to be. I don't know how he do it now. Okay. So you work there, you do comedy for two years. Mm -hmm. Then everybody that's been there for two years gets a showcase. It's all on one night. Okay. So me and 17 other guys did a showcase. How would you get three minutes? I mean, you get, they gave us like four minutes, but I wound up doing like six or seven because I was like, look, you can't tell me I got a showcase. And then right before I go on stage, you tell me it's four. Nigga, I talk too much. I'm doing six. (laughs) So I did six, bitch. Cause in my mind, nobody gets passed on the first showcase. And in my mind, I was like, I'm not going to get passed anyway. So, bitch, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. So what would a showcase have meant if you were to, like, that you could potentially become a paid regular? Yes. Or what would it? Oh. That's the showcase. Getting your name on a wall. Holy and shit. And a paid comedian. Okay. So you're like, I'm doing six minutes. So you do six. I do I do six. And I, I got, like, a standing ovation. They weren't pissed you ran the light. They couldn't be. I fucking got a uh, standing ovation because amazing. number one, I was bartending. Okay. Number two, Joe Dosh was hosting and he oh, decided I to put you. me on last. He was like, you're going to close this motherfucker. Because he wanted to give you the most amount yep. of time. Oh, he's such a good egg. He, he let me close it out. I was at the front bar. Some of my homies from New Orleans was there that night. The, the, the universe was just on my side. Yeah, night. it was. I'm drunk. Because <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm on a high. I'm having a good time. I'm having I'm the like, most fun. this showcase. You know, they don't fuck with me anyway, you know. I got a fucking standing ovation. I fucking murdered that shit. And I was one of 17 to get passed. So that mean all those motherfuckers that gave me trouble in the beginning. None of them passed. I passed all them bitches up. Just like that. Not a one of them passed Not that Not a one nice. of them. You were literally the only one. The only one. That's fucking so good. And, uh, and that, that was my kiss my ass moment. I was like, <laughs> ha ha, bitch. Y'all fucking gave me all this trouble. Y'all treated me like shit. Y'all didn't let me on stage and look at me now, bitch. Oh, Punky, that's so... <laughs> I did not... Not know. all 17 of those guys were like that, but a lot of them were. Well, sure, because they were putting you on the open mic portion. I mean, yeah. regardless, like... Yeah. Okay, so that happens. So you get passed at right. the comedy store. Now, what is it that, like... Because, like, she's signed with a huge agency now. So what, what got you... <sighs> so I did a sketch with Sarah Silverman's company. Oh, shit. Jash. Okay. And the sketch was called Please Understand Me. And this sketch was, it was like a therapy session. So it was like me and my man talking to this therapist about a problem that we had. It's funny. You guys should really look it up. It's so good. Because you play a married couple <laughs> and it's so amazing. I, they, so in these sketches, of course, they're unscripted. And those you, were, you have, you a, would not know that was improv. You have, you have a A to a B. Basically, it's like, you, it's like bullet points. You know what I'm saying? You kind of know what you're going to say, but you don't. Well, all, all you get is the story. Okay, Punky and Ahmed, um, he loves to eat vegan. She's not vegan. She cooking his food like this, da-da-da. So you got the story, sure. but in the sketch, we had to fill it all in. Oh, my! you would never know that. It's so natural. So while we doing it, they like, I was like, um, can I be myself? Or they was like, Punky, go big as you want to go. Just whatever. Oh, if God. you wait, if you too big, we could cut it. Or we'll just tell you not to say this shit no more. So I just was a ghetto bitch. <laughs> and then after that, my phone, after that sketch came out, my phone started ringing off the hook. Prince of Potter. Holy um, shit. Mosaic. See, okay. Three arts. Holy shit. These are massive agencies in Los Angeles. These will change your whole life. Just from that sketch. That's crazy. So I ended up signing with Three Arts. Which is a great agency. And then WME saw me at the Virgil. Doing doing stand up yeah. or doing okay. Were you yeah. opening for someone or were you headlining? I was just I was just on the show. Oh, so it was was it just like a slated like you what you get fifteen minutes or haven't yeah, you? I got like ten minutes. Okay. And somebody saw me. And this this was about I saw with WME this year. Two <laughs> years after I was with my management company, WME found me at the Virgil. 
Okay. And then they reached out to my managers. And then we had a meeting. Okay. And after that meeting, my manager was like, well, let's get, we're going to send you to CAA and all the rest of them and see what, but WME offered me everything around the board, branding, uh, voiceovers. So for people not in the industry, that is a crazy, we call it an across the board deal. And that is a crazy, amazing deal because that means they are pitching you for any opportunity that you could have to make money. And so when you're housed in one location, I mean, there's mixed opinions about this, but like for the most part, you have an entire team hustling for you across the board and you kind of get to relax a little bit because they're now pitching you in any way to make money. And it's my amazing. first check from, from uh, my first check was $20,000. That's now she's saying that just so you guys understand though, like that's not actually like, that's an amazing first check, but she's not like flexing on the money. What she's saying is like, that's an amazing opportunity. Yeah. You got to spread that out. And like, that's the difference between the grind that she was on mm-hmm. and the grind she's on now. That was the first job they got me. Which is crazy. It was like, we want you. Let me show you how much we want you. Go Here through you this go. 10 minutes and we're going to pay you 20 grand. What was that? Berkeley. Okay. I ended up performing at Berkeley uh, College. Okay. So you minutes. were doing stand up for 10 minutes. Yeah. Now, how did you actually see the full 20 or that was... Well, you know, you no, know, fuck no. Okay, so just so I want, I want people that not in the industry to understand how this works. Uh, Uncle Sam taking 33, <laughs> 33 off the top, 33, 34% off top. Okay. So just like that, you down about six, six, uh, 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 six grand, 12,000. Oh shit. Just like that. Okay. Then. So now you're down to, now we've got like what? Eight. eight oh, you got your, so you're dealing with then 12. You, then you got to give two stacks over here, two stacks over here. You're down about eight grand. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So you're, so it's not as much as everybody thinks. That's <laughs> what she's saying. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. But that was, so your life changed. You signed with new people and your life changed. An alphabet yeah. agency will change your whole life. Yeah. Okay. So that is who you're with now. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, guys, we're going to transition now. Hope you enjoyed your apps. It's on to the entrees after a quick break. We're back and now it's time for entrees. This is the super speedy speed round of questions. This goes back to more customer service stuff since we already got to know you. Got it. Um, okay. So what was your first job ever? Ever? Ever. Ooh, Don't no. count like babysitting or dog walking bullshit like that. I mean like a like a, the government was taking taxes out of this money. I think, I, I think foot action. Okay. Were you a salesperson or what were you doing? Working the floor, selling okay. shoes. <laughs> okay. I, I, I got I, my first job. I think I got two jobs at the same time okay so i worked at a grocery store it was called winn dixie oh i know winn dixie yeah okay. and foot action i think i probably got hired at both of those places at the same time how were you able to maintain two were they just part-time both of them i was young um i didn't have no after school activities because i got oh. i had got put out of a catholic school for being gay so then i went to a public school where i went to catholic school i took all the classes i needed to take so when i got back to the public school my senior year i was getting out of school at 11 o'clock a.m Okay, we're going to break from tradition for just a second because I've got a whole lot more questions, but I just want to rewind real quick. You got thrown out of a school for being... How old were you? Uh, 17, 16, 17. Were you dating at the school? Or how did they find out that you are gay? I was, I was dating someone at the school, yeah. Did that person also get thrown out? They don't know that I was dating her. They just knew I was... I was openly gay at, the, at a Catholic school. Okay. And so, they didn't like that. So they literally threw you out of school for that? Well, they tried to put a charge on me. They was like, oh, she kissed somebody. And I was like, I didn't kiss nobody. But that's what they said. And so they lie. They kick you out of school. They kick me out of school. So now how's your family reacting to oh, this? Oh, my mama crazy. My mama like, <laughs> fuck them bitches, bitch. Oh, so she had your back. Oh, she gonna have my back. She, she, my mama not, might not agree with a lot of things that I do, but she got my fucking back. Oh, you're very blessed in yeah, that way. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. She was like, fuck them, baby. We're gonna get you in another school. You're so gonna you, be fine. So you moved to a public school. You start going half half days. Like you said, you're yeah, done at 11 a.m. I had two minute credits for their school. Because uh, I went to the, the Catholic school is very different academics. Than yeah, you know sure. what I'm saying? So... By the time I went back to this public school, all the classes that the seniors was taking, I had took them all. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm so serious. So you're like, let me get two I jobs. I took physics. I took chemistry. I took <gasps> biology too. I had took all of that shit already and passed it. Okay, so you're so now you're working at Winn Dixie and you're working at Foot Locker. Yep. So those are your two. Okay, yep. so you're doing those simultaneously. How many customer service jobs have you had total? Whew. Take your time. Foot action. I would call that customer service because yes. it's annoying. With you got to try that shoe on. It's hundred oh percent customer service. Foot action, not so much when Dixie because I was more in packaging. Okay, so you didn't have to interact with customers. Okay. Well, no, I'm lying. 
I remember I had a I had a couple months on a cash register because you got to learn cash register. That first. counts. So let's do Winn Dixie. Let's do Foot Action, and then Target. Oh God, was that awful? Oh my God, can I help you find something? Oh my God, <laughs> you have to ask that to every customer, no matter what. And if you don't, and this when Target just got popping, so they were very strict. Oh, uh, they're not like that now because their customers, root, they, they employees rude as fuck. But when they first started, they was like, can I help you find something? To everybody. And every rack had to be finger space apart. So you had to put your finger down and make sure all the hangers was finger space apart. No. Oh, I would have gone crazy. Oh, I did. <laughs> you should. I, I quit that place in the most epic fucking way. So I'm going to need to know that story. Oh, God. So that job. And then I had um, AT&T. Okay, so we're up to four. And then I worked... At a bar. And that counts. That's five. This was all in Louisiana? Yep. We're still there. And okay. And then Comedy Store. That's it. So six, but six epic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go back to the Target thing in a second. Which was your favorite job of all of those? Just of the customer service jobs, not of like, because obviously comedy is your favorite of all time, but like. That's a tough question because I love the Comedy Store. That's not, honestly, that's not one day I don't feel like going to work. Really? The, the Comedy Store is just, it's fun, you know. You know, we get to have a good time. We get to do, we don't have a lot of side work. They hire maids. Like, we're blessed to be at this job. We deal with a lot of shit, yes, but do. I think it's us that keep us going. You know what I'm saying? It's a great way of saying it. So I do like it because I, but I think the job that I had before this one, it was called the daiquiri shop. And they're the reason why I was able to move. So I owe them so much. Okay. Because they were so great to me. Because I had lost my job at AT&T because it was a kiosk, so it just shut down. Okay. So I was like, oh, fuck. You know, I got this apartment. I got all this, da, 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 da. And the same day I lost that job. I didn't even know that I lost my job. I just went to work and it was closed. Are you kidding locked. me? Yeah. And then you were like, I guess that's it? Yeah, it was it. Yeah, You, you call them, everything shut down. Holy shit. We got fucked. We didn't get our last checks, nothing. That's illegal, isn't it? It's like, they, they, what, they like what they going to do. They just they, don't they exist go through the whole trouble of getting a lawyer and all this shit. It was just too much trouble. Oh my god! So I just, I just said fuck it. I went to this place. It was a, it was a thing where my dad used to work when he was younger, a younger cop. He used to uh, do. Uh, anyway, he used to be like the bodyguard at that place. I don't know okay. what you call it though. And I just went there, briefcase again. Me and these briefcases. <laughs> I love it so much. I love it. I had my shirt tucked in. I looked very nice. I went up to the lady. I was like, ma'am. Oh, you hiring? Here's my resume. You know, think of me if you da da da. And she looked at me up and down, and she was like, "Come upstairs." That briefcase. It got to be something about that briefcase. Well, also, I I think you also know how to read a room. Yeah, like that's what makes you good at comedy. Like you you know what you're dealing her with. Her name was Miss Sue. <laughs> she took me upstairs. I filled out the app. I probably started working the next day, and that job was good too because in New Orleans the rent is like eight hundred dollars. Ooh. So, I I was making like. $400 a week. Oh, so you made rent very fast. Plus taxes. I mean, plus uh, checks. Because the tips was $400, $500 a week. Oh, okay, okay. And then you check. So you made rent in a week, in theory. Yeah. Oh, that's... That's how, that's how I bought my first car. Oh, That's my how God. I was stacking so much money. That's how I was able to move to... Uh, LA. LA. Okay. That's a piece of the piece of how. So you would say that those two tie for your favorite. What's yeah. your least favorite customer service job ever? Oh, girl. <laughs> Probably Target. Okay. That kind of help you find some shit. <laughs> I was like, bitch, get the fuck out of my face. And then everything, you had a zone. So when you went to work, they'll put you in a zone. I used to love to be in like the bigger departments where things are big, like furniture okay, and bedding and sheets. Yeah. Because with those things, you would just have to pull them to the front. Okay. That's it. That's so easy. Okay, I just got to pull this to the front. You're not doing fingers in between. Not doing a, and clothes was worse. You had to pick up all the clothes. You had to fold the clothes. You had to make sure everything was finger with them. I hated being in a baby section because people were going there. You got the kids running around. They fucking shit up. They dropping shit. You got to clean all that shit up. Uh, you got to rotate all the baby foods. I hated being in the food section because you got to fix all of that. I used to like to be in a big section. Okay. So you, but that was your least favorite job, you would say? Least. Equally. I hated it. I hated the managers. Oh, it was everything I hated was awful. everybody. And that was in Louisiana? That was not out here? That, that was, was in here. Thibodeau, actually. Oh, okay. When I was in college. Okay, got it. What's the weirdest thing you've ever been asked to do while you were on the clock? Oh, girl. You can say anything. We've gotten some good answers on this one. Um, the weirdest thing? <laughs> yeah. One was sexual. Of course. And the other was drugs. So okay. at the Dacker shop, this guy was like, uh, you, you know can say I mean? it. I'll eat your pussy. 
He just said it to you. He just told all me. Right. He was like, you want me to eat your pussy? I was like, all right, yeah, you can eat it. And <laughs> I mean, fuck said it. said yes. Yeah, bitch, I was single. <laughs> I'm like, shit. It don't mean nothing. Okay. And then. Wait, so how did you, did that actually transpire? He liked me. He's always coming in. He'd be like, hey, girl. Okay. I want to eat your pussy so bad. So I finally like, you were like, okay. Yeah. I love it so You take much. me out, you get me drunk. Ain't no telling what's going to go down. And it was in a truck <laughs> okay. outside the daiquiri shop. Okay. So that was Aswell. You're on the clock. What Do you have another? Oh, go ahead. What's the other one? The drug was one. And then at the comedy store. All the time. Do you do a, look, I ain't got no cash, but I got drugs. I'm like, all right, I'll take that too. <laughs> so in, case, in like exchange for things. Yeah. Okay. Good. Got it. Did you ever have an incident uh, that was your fault or whatever that made them ask to speak with your manager in any of that your That was jobs? my fault? Or not necessarily your fault, but just something where they were like, hey, we want to talk to your manager. Um, you know what? I'm very good at de-escalating things. If anything, I'm the one that calls the manager. Okay. So give me an example of that then. <laughs> like, for instance, this guy, he comes up to the bar and he's like... This was at the comedy store? This at the comedy store. Okay. He comes into the bar and he's like, uh, give me a beer, any beer, pick a beer. I was like... I was like, sir, here's the list of beers. Just just pick your own beer. Because yeah. I know once you pick something for somebody, they don't and they like don't it. like it, you, they get it I for free. I don't have time for that. I was like, yeah. But he was getting on my nerves. So I was like, all right, fine, whatever. I was like, Miller Lite? He's like, yeah, Miller Lite. I gave him a Miller Lite. Then he tried to pay me in Australian money. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a different continent. What are you doing? And it was coins. Of course. And I was like. And you notice, of course, because like, you do. We, we can't take that. He was like, well, my card is inside. I was like, well, go get your card or you're not getting this beer. It's just as plain that's and simple. That's so easy. So then he started acting crazy. And I was like, call the manager. What do you mean acting crazy, though? Get specific. Talking like, to me like, I'm trying to pay you money for this. I told you to pick something for me. And then you give me this bullshit ass beer. This is how people talk to us, guys. This is how people talk to he us. He talked to me crazy. He And he he wasn't even the worst. They have another guy that came up to the bar. He came up to the bar with another guy that he didn't know. But he tried to make me think he knew him. Okay. Because he was like touching them and da da da. So the dude ordered his drink and then he ordered his drink. And then the other dude paid for his drink and then walked off. And did and not then, pay for the second guy's drink. And did not pay for the other guy's drink. And then he, the other guy walked off. And I was like, no, no, no. Your drink is this like, much. Your drink is this much. And he was like, no, the other guy paid for it. I was like, no, he didn't. And he was like, well, I'm going to go get him. I said, okay, well, go get him, but you're going to leave this drink right here. Good job, you punky. So he goes to get him. And check out how, how nice I am. I take his drink. I put it down. I cover it with a napkin. You are so because sweet. Because I don't let drinks stay at the bar like that. Somebody can put something in your drink. True. So he comes back to the bar and he was like, you bitch. <gasps> you, and now you're going to take my fucking drink down? Oh my. Oh, how did you? Did you lose it? I, I no, just I so, didn't lose it. I was like, okay. Ryan. Yeah. Was that security. the manager? Oh, security. Easy. Easy. Get I out. Don't, once you start talking to me reckless, I don't talk to you no more. So you just shut it down. They had to wrestle him out. They had to drag him out. He refused to leave. Was this recent? This was like two weeks ago. I was going to say, I feel like I heard this. Yeah. Okay. So that's crazy. So that was an incident where you were like, you got security. Was there ever a situation where a table that you went to was like, either we're not going to pay for this or like what this was back like when you were serving before you were bartending. Somebody said they're not going to pay for something. <sighs> or were you like, some people you always have a problem with the gratuity. Oh. We, do, we do have some gratuity issues. Please talk about this. On the menu, it says if you have five or more people, you're getting charged for gratuity. I guess and it's they 18%. Don't. It's not even 20. Yeah. It's 18%. I think that's fair. I do too. But what people try to do is say we're separate. Mm -hmm. But even though you're separate, you're still in a group of five. We're still going to put the gratuity on yeah. all the checks. Thank you. I do this too. And people argue with me. And I'm like, no, you've told me up top you're a party of 10. Yeah. Just because you gave me five cards, you're... It's gratuity. Yeah. You, you, they, they, there, there are no loopholes with this. We put everybody getting taxed. Thank you. So there, they have been problems where you got to, where people don't want to pay for the gratuity. So how do they, what, what has been the approach? They've been like, we're it not It depends on what manager. I think that's with every job. You got some managers that's bitches and they want to please everybody. True. And you like take off the gratuity then. And then you got other managers that's like, the rule is the fucking rule. Yeah. Pay it. We got your call. I mean, you could, you could. You can call your credit card company call, call tomorrow. Bank, yeah. But that's not on us. Yeah, because it's written down. Yeah. So would people say to you, they'd be like, hey, we're, we're just like, we're just going to pay for the drinks. We're not paying for the gratuity. Well, or we got their card. But I mean, like, is that what they would say to you? Yeah. They would, I, and I, I would just be like, well, it's on your card already. It's, I mean. And that's it. To, to take it up with your bank at this moment. Good job, you. 
Um, what's the last straw that got you out of, like, did you ever have an incident where there was a job where you were like, fuck that? Like maybe I would assume target, but like, was there something where, cause you said you, you left that in an epic way. Was there, or is there a different job where you the were like, the reason why I left target in an epic way is cause I put my two weeks in. Okay. And I was like, I'm gonna really work this two weeks. I'm gonna do the right thing. And then one day I just, I didn't feel like it. I was like, <laughs> fuck this job. I'm so sick of this finger shit. <laughs> and I called him and I was like, I'm sorry. I can't come in. I'm done. And the dude was like, you only put in your two weeks. I was like, yeah, I know. But he's like, you're going to burn a bridge. I was like, I'm never going to work for a Target ever again. And I literally won't put you on my resume. So it's yeah, fine. Yeah. No one's going to ever know. And you know what he did? He's like, well, have a nice life. Click. <laughs> and you're like, you know what? I am. Once I'm having... don't show up at a Target, it's very hard to keep that place afloat. So I did kind of fuck that up. But. Oh, so like if someone calls out of a shift, it like sucks. Yeah. Okay. But if they treat it. The, the thing is, people understand if you treat your staff right, we will. No matter what the pay is, we will bust our ass for you. That's true. We will. And like the comedy store, they have a lot of things that I think are unfair. Agreed. But if we hungry, we get to eat. If we want to drink, we get to drink. They had times where I needed places to wash my clothes. I got to wash my clothes. They had times I didn't have a place to sleep. They, I remember I had nothing. I didn't have food. They sent me home with food every day. Oh. I ate. You know, I it is they fucking take care of you. And, they, and they'll take care of all of us. That's why I'm like, fuck it. I got this place back. So when people come in there and they don't have the place back and they all about themselves, I really get angry. Sure. Because you have no idea the things that these people can do for you. They can. All you got to do is open your mouth and be like, look, I'm poor. Look, I don't have a place to sleep. Look, I don't have a place to wash my clothes. And they will open the fucking doors and provide for you. Well, Josh used to live there, right? Mm -hmm. Like he used to, because he like, had nowhere live to live. Live in the parking lot. Here, come in here. You can't live in here because of alarms and shit. But live in the parking lot. Park your car here. You're safe. And they let him do that. That's, yeah. That's 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 comedy in the stuff like the comedy yeah. store. Okay. How many bodily fluids have been on you whilst you were working on the clock? Oh God. Sweat. Okay. Blood. Someone else's blood or your own? Somebody my mind, of course, because I always cut my fingers cutting the fruit. Okay. Anybody and, uh, else's blood? Oh God, I think somebody fell one time and I was like, Oh God, you dumb, stupid bitch. And was bleeding everywhere. Bleeding everywhere. Um so sweat and blood, no puke. Thank Never? God. You lucky? How is that possible? I got puked on within like a month. I'm just like so grateful. Oh God, that's the worst. It's I the feel smell. like I can see it coming. Oh, and you're Somebody like, I puked a... in my trash can in the front bar. Well, that's, yeah. So you didn't, could you still smell it? No, no, no. It was liquid puke. That, that's my favorite puke, the liquid. Well, it's the only, it's not gross. Yeah, it doesn't it's not have food that and it's like, ugh. Yeah. Oh, it's the odor ones. That, yeah, ugh. yeah, yeah. And everybody want to hug you. So it's just like, ugh. Everyone hug you at the front bar? Yeah. Really? Like, Why is that? Because, be, you know, now now people know me at the front bar on Monday. So they're sure. like, come on, let me get a hug. Let me get a hug. Let me get a hug. So How I'm do you handle that? All these fucking people. Oh, you will hug them? I hug like, it'd be like the quickest little side hug. Side hug. Okay. Do you tip? Do I tip? Mm-hmm. Who? Um, well, that's a, you answer that for me. So I tip everybody, number one. like Including e Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, like everybody. Oh, I tip everybody. Okay. My Uber drivers get $5. Wow. Okay. I give them like five. Okay. Um, it really depends. Like the, my Saints bar that I go to. Yeah. I fucking bless them on Christmas. I give them a hundred dollar tip. Aww. And that was, I felt good doing that because they, they worked very hard for us. They opened up their bar for our Saints fans. I was like, I'm going to give these people a hundred dollars for Christmas. And that was only because Rose gave me her shift. And I was like, Rose, you just blessed. You just helped me to bless the, these people. So I'll take your shift. Thank you. But I tip everybody 20% or more. Across the board is 20%. Now, what if the service is bad? Still. You'll still give 20%. If you're rude, um, purposely rude, yeah. that's, that's uh, I beat them, fucked you. But if you, if I see you like slammed and you're busy and you're like, I'm coming, I swear to God, I'm coming, just just sit tight, da, da, da. I beat them, tipped you 100%. Okay. So if someone, what what's considered like the rude that would be the line for you where you're like, and you're just rude. Like when someone's serving you. I mean, obviously derogatory terminology, of course, but I mean, like if there's like a thing where you're like, oh, when this person does this, they're not getting into it. Oh, that's very hard. It's very hard to get me to that point because I get Dorley's why it's hard to get me to that point is because I've been there. Mm, what does that mean? I've been in those shoes. Like whatever you're dealing with, I've been there. Okay. Like an example of something. Have you ever been of rude the, to a table? Of, of forgetting to put a kitchen order in? Or same, but I always blame the kitchen. I'd be like, they didn't give too. it to you yet. Me I was too. like, I'll be right fucking back. I'm gonna get these motherfuckers for you. That's what I said. I'm gonna go talk to them. They are out of line. I don't know I what happened. So and then I go back down. I'm like, look, I'm gonna get y'all niggas five dollars. I'm so sorry. <laughs> same. I did that last day. Yeah, it's hard to get me to that point. I I just I can't think of nothing off the top of my head because you get it. Yeah. And have you ever been stiffed all the time? Okay. What you causes know we that? get stiffed all the time? I know we do, girl. We we just I know we do. People just, 
like last night, for instance. Okay. This guy bill okay. was twelve dollars. Okay. He got a PBR for twelve dollars. Okay. He should give you a fifteen at least. In the tip sign, he wrote twelve dollars. And un, in in the final total sign, he signed his name. So I looked at that. And being as honest as I am. Lucky you, because I would have been like, well, it looks like you tipped me 12 bucks. Yeah, yeah, I could have, and I should have. So I gave it back to him, and I was like, you put 12 in the tip. I was like, thank you. But I, I knew what he did. You knew what he was but doing. But I wanted him to look me in my eyes and be like, tell me. I'm not giving you money. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll hold people accountable. Oh, good for you. I'm petty as fuck, too. I do that shit, I'm petty. Too. I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh, thank you. He's like, oh, no, no, no. He was like, and that's still clarified the- and left you nothing? Yeah. He was like, oh, no, that's just the total. I was like, oh, so zero tip. I, I was like, okay, I love you. that you said that so much. Did you, you really say to. thank you? I told him thank you. Good for you, Buggy. Have you ever been fired from a customer service job? Never been fired. Never. In your whole life? From any job? I don't think I've ever gotten fired. Damn, lucky you. Oh, I have. I used to work at Schwann's. What's Schwann's? Schwann's is, I used to drive trucks. Oh, my God. So um, Schwann's was a company that delivered food to people. Okay. And I used to drive these big ass fucking 18 wheeler trucks. You would have a separate license for that, right? Yeah. Oh my I God. Used to drive these big ass bitches and deliver food to people, bitch. Was, so was that in Louisiana? Yeah. How old were you? You must have been like 19. Yeah. Oh no, maybe, God. maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe 20. But you were young as fuck. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. And I was horrible. Because <laughs> you have to meet certain goals every day. Like and how these much routes you would were ridiculous. The route you had to go on, it was worse than UPS routes. I'm like, y'all got me out here for seven hundred dollars a week. I'm I'm working twelve, thirteen hours a day. No. I'm no. like, y'all got me fucked up hourly. That's nothing. No, it's nothing. Literally nothing. Yeah. So I switched and I was like, look, I don't want to do this shit no more. I'd rather work in the freezer. The freezer, you'll go to work at three AM, you get off at eleven. I would like that better because it equaled out to what you was doing on them routes. Oh, I got you. Okay. Because you'll go in there and you'll just take everybody truck and put all the food that they needed for their route on their truck. Okay. And I got fired because they changed management and the management ran it way different from the our old management and I just started being disrespectful. What's an example of something you said that was disrespectful or did? Well, number one, it was white. So I would come inside every day and I'd be like, Obama, bitch. I would just be saying, because that was when Obama was running for president. I was just being super rude because all of us was black. And these were the first two white managers we had. You got to learn so how to So off the bat, in. just being young, just going straight to the racist level without even get to, getting to know them. Just by the way they looked and talked to us. We really felt like they were trying to like make us feel small. Mm without even trying to understand the situation we just straight up was like fuck them so i started like stealing food every day i was like fuck y'all motherfuckers i was stealing ice cream <laughs> fucking steak plates because the because the, the 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 uh the food that you deliver looked like hunger man dinners okay. but it was very very good quality oh shit okay so i was taking everything so were you wrong in that situation would you say? i was 100 percent wrong okay there you but go. i was young you didn't know Okay. I'm, I'm keeping my claim. I was young. There you go. I, that's, a, that's a thing. That's a real thing. But I would never do that again. I would, would never work for a place like that again. And I would never steal from a job again. Good for you. Okay. Would you, Have you ever added a tip when they like didn't fill out the totals and they were like clearly going to say. That's, 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 that, I feel like that's jail shit. Well, it's theft. I mean, it is definitely I theft. I feel like that's something if, if, if your manager find that shit out and if they really didn't like that shit, they could take your ass to jail. Oh, they, Yeah. I, I don't think people understand how serious that actually That's a is. Very, very serious offense. I do not play with people's pockets. I might steal from the job. Sure. But not people's money. Because that's the whole corporate industry. Sure. But people per that's personal. I agree. I agree. And also like if they're paying attention, like yeah. I mean, that's happened to me so many times where people have added tips and I tip thirty yeah. percent, like minimum. And when I'm like, You added a tip on top of a thirty percent tip? Right. Like right. I'm going to call your boss. Right. Like, that's Yeah, crazy. you have to, because that's bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Okay, what's the worst customer that you can think of, or an example of the worst customer interaction that you've had? I'm sure, maybe this isn't like... The normal. worst customer, I'll tell you right now, I was working at the Decker shop in New Orleans. Okay. And this guy was being very, very rude to me. What's an example of what he was saying? He would just like, tell me all, just very derogatory about my sexuality. <laughs> You're telling me he'll put his dick in my mouth and all kind of shit. So knowing that you identified as gay. Right. Ew. And it, he was just very mean. So I told my boss and she banned him. She told him. You're oh, not she allowed. had your back. Yeah. She's like, you're not ever allowed to come in here ever again. And if you do, we will call the police and have Good you for her. execute, not executed, uh, prosecuted, um, executed. That would, that would be, be the best. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> they killed me because so um, 
so he stopped coming around for a while. Okay. And then he came back at night when none of my bosses was there. When you were like by yourself? I was, it was me and like two other people. Cause like I was on a register plus making the drinks. And then I had my boy who was doing food. And then my other homeboy was in on a fryer. In were the you back. scared? I was scared to death. I would have been too. So I saw him and I looked at my boys, both named Chris and Chris. And I was like, I was like, I'm, I was like, I got to call. I got to go. I got to call Miss Sue or the police or something like that. And so I was like, you're not supposed to be in here. You need to get out of here. So I told him, I was like, I'm calling the police right now. And while I was on the phone, he picked up a chair <gasps> and threw it at me. Oh, my God. He threw a big fucking steel chair at my face. Did you see it coming? Yeah. I bl- They got a picture. I'm, matter of fact, next time I go home, I'm going to take a picture of the picture. They have it hanging up from nine years ago. Oh, that's me good. blocking the chair while I'm on the phone with the police. If you have a picture that I'm going to put that as the picture of this episode. That's <laughs> I amazing. I have to call Miss Sue and, and get that picture. And so he left that day. But he, le- so he throws the chair and he, he pieces out. the chair out. and the whole sh- club, the whole bar chases they come him, for him down the street. Good, as they but should he, have. He got away. So then maybe a couple months later, he comes back. What a dumb fuck. He comes back and he goes upstairs to the bathroom. That's where the bathrooms was. And I turned around. I looked at my boy, Chris. I was like, look, I think this dude going to try to do me something. Yep. And I was like, I'm going to have to. I think I'm going to go at him first before he come at me. So I took took the chopping board, the wooden chopping board. And I went upstairs to the bathroom and I waited for him to come outside. Good for you, girl. As soon as he came outside, I just attacked his ass. Clocked him. I fucking clocked the fuck out that bitch. Did he fall? Oh, he went down. I was just beating his ass. And Did anybody ass. come in? To- and then my boy Chris came upstairs. And when he came upstairs, I was like, yeah. But by the time I looked back, he had punched me in my face. Uh. The guy got up from the ground and punched me in my face. And then Chris went crazy. He was like, you don't hit no motherfucking female nick. Like he went crazy Lost on this dude. And then we just <laughs> beat his ass in the hallway and then kicked him down the steps, which when I got scared because I thought he, I thought he might have died. Yeah. Because the steps was, it, the steps went down in the air. And he went down all those steps. Okay, so how did he? How do you know that he survived? Because he got up and ran. Oh, because he was scared. He got up and got the fuck out of there. Can you explain? Just this is like a sidebar. Like the the like law enforcement in New Orleans are they on the side of like vigilante justice or are they always black and white of like like they could have come I after you? I think it you? depends on the officer which okay. which one comes to the scene. Did did the cops get called? I don't remember if the cops. I think I handled it. And so it was just if like the he, cops got called, he called them. Okay. Because we kicked his ass. But then again, <laughs> then I never saw him. Again. He never came back again. And then, girl, let me tell you how the universe works. It is so weird. So I, my cousin comes to the daiquiri shop and my cousin was, you know, in the game. And he's sitting in his truck and he's like, come outside because I got some weed for you. I was so excited. I go outside. I get in the car with my cousin. The nigga is <gasps> in the car. He knows my cousin. Get the, the fuck. first thing the dude say is to my cousin. He said, "Man, you know this stupid bitch." Uh uh-uh, uh, don't say my that to your cousin, cousin. Beat his ass. My, I don't know what he did. He just looked at me. He said, "Step out the car for a sec, cause I'll be right back." And then I never saw that dude again. Okay, I might edit that part out. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know if he threatened him. I don't know if he murked that bitch. He just talked to him. Know. He just talked to him. He had a, little had a talk stern conversation. Never saw him. And the rest is history. Great. <laughs> uh, we're gonna move on. What was the best customer you've ever interacted with? Ooh, the best Mm -hmm. or like a positive, like an example of something like positive that you were like, oh, like this job doesn't actually suck all that much or like dealing with people is not that. No. Um, See, I think people need to pay attention that that is almost always the answer is that people don't actually have an example. (laughs) I mean, they all pretty cool or whatever, but you know, usually they just typical. Have you been tipped like crazy on something where you were no, like... No, but Jenny got tipped like $2,000 one night. I will die. It was Anaya Lathan. No, what's the lady name? Maria Twain or some shit? I don't I'm, know. I don't know. The singer, her manager used to come there. Get and, out. And oh, Shania Twain? Is Shania, that her I think it was. Tipped her two grand. Good. Council you... didn't even have that money, so they had to put it on a check and they taxed her ass so bad. Are you kidding me? I'm not. That sucks. That should have really sucks. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah, that actually really sucks. Or at least half of that in yeah. cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your? If you look back on all of your customer service, like, what's your favorite memory of like? Obviously, that's not like you don't want to be in customer service forever. Although comedy is a version of that. But like, what is it that you? If you look back on your whole customer service job experience, what's something that you were like? You know what? I I learned this, this, and this, and these are invaluable lessons for me. I learned if you broke, don't go out. Hello. You don't even know that's like the tagline of this whole podcast. <laughs> don't go out. Mm-hmm. Stay your ass at 
home. Because we've all been broke. We've all been broke. when I'm broke, I don't go nowhere. Same. Same. I stay inside. Or I'd be like, look, can you cover me? I got you or something like that. But I'm not about to go out there and let somebody else suffer the consequences because I don't have no money. Correct. Same. I learned that. Okay. I did learn, especially working at the front ball where you're dealing with a whole bunch of crazies and you're kind of out there by yourself. Yeah, you are. I did learn to uh, be very, very respectful to everyone because uh, you just never know. Number one, you never know what people are going through and you never know if they got a weapon. Uh, you know, it. it's because this one guy fucking threatened to kill me <gasps> when I was at the front ball. At the so what people who haven't been in the comedy store what they don't know so when you're at the front bar you're kind of on an island because you're yeah. not in the interior of the mm-hmm. building you're technically on the street even though there's like a bar around you and you're serving drinks and it's technically the comedy store property it's essentially an extension of the sidewalk mm-hmm. so you don't have there's no managers out there now there's security but I doubt there was when you got threatened to get killed because there used to yeah, not because be because you security. got a call you kind of technically got to call security on a walkie if something happened yeah anything could happen within those seconds that's Security's coming up. So what? So what happened where that guy threatened you? He called me a dyke bitch, and I was mm. like, "Your mom, yeah, your let's mama, go. let's go." And when I said your mama, I don't know. He was like, "Don't you ever talk about my mama? She said something about my mama." So he made it about him, even though he instigated and yes. said derogatory shit to you. Yes, because one thing I don't like, I said I don't argue at the bar. I I will just shut everything down and refuse service. That's I don't easier. go back and forth. It's easier. But if you call me a fucking name, I'm coming back at you. If you curse me out, I'm come. I, I I just I cannot deal with the disrespect. Same. So he, how did it escalate to him threatening? You? Oh, they banned him. They banned him. But sometimes I still be making sure that motherfucker not around. But he, but in that incident when he was like, she's talking about my mama. Did he then say, "I will kill you"? Or like, how did it yeah, get to that? Because he left. They put him out, and he left. And then they went and did their jobs and he came back. Of course. And he came up and put his finger in my face. He was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Jesus Christ. Talking about my mama. I was like, all right, kill me, nigga. Yeah, please. Because at that point, I'm like, all right, whatever. What a gun. Yeah. Do it, bitch. Don't use your fingers because that's not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we're going to move on to the good stuff. We hope you, We hope you guys saved room for dessert. What is the nicest thing that a customer has done for you whilst you were working that you can like remember an incident where you were like, oh. some customers are really kind. Like some customers will clean a table. That, that's true. That is, you know, they've worked in the industry though. When they I do just, that, I do. I'd be like, you worked in industry. I say it too. I, they'd be like, yeah, I get they it. Will, they will fucking wipe it down. Yeah, they will throw stack, their own shit away. They should away, stack everything up in one spot. So when <laughs> yeah. you come to the table, all you got to do is pick it up and roll out. Yeah. Some customers will do that. And that shit can, you have no idea. That shit can really make your day. Oh, it does. It's a small thing. It's so sweet. But it's also an acknowledgement so that kind. like, yeah, it's kind. And I love customers that be like, you want something to drink? Oh, do people offer that to you a lot? Yeah. And do you take them up on it or do you just say no? I take them up on it, but I don't let them pay for it. Now, Aww. if I was in the room, when I was in the room, I would let them pay for it. So, okay. I never know how to handle that because people will offer that all the time. And I never know, like. If it's in the room, I put it on the tab. You because will. Because it's very, some, it depends on what bartender you're working with, though. Like, you couldn't say that shit to Luke or, yeah. I would, you know, if it was me, if I'm bartending, you'd be like, look, a customer offered me a shot. Can you throw me a shot? I'd be like, of course. But Josh wouldn't do it. No, they got to see it come in. It depends. Rob might do it. You never know. Yeah. Don't think Jenny would do it. Yeah. You know, Rose will probably do it. You know, it just depends. But otherwise you would ring it in. Otherwise I'll ring it in. And let that's them pay nice. for it. Okay. So those are kind of things. Because it gives them joy. They want to do it. They do. Yeah. And it's very sweet yeah. when they offer that. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I, it's it's put something in my brain where I'm like, yeah. I should start offering this when yeah. I'm like out. Because it's nice. And some of them leave you notes on the receipt. Yeah, they do. Some of them put hearts and, you know, like you were great and, you know, yeah. have a great night. You know. have you ever gotten i can't get over how fast you guys work and how hard you guys work like it was uh, like because they see it yeah they do that's why i be trying to tell people when they see the hustle in you yeah they're gonna uh, the decent people will take care of you. oh they'll honor it for sure yeah okay um what's the oh well we kind of already touched on this but like if you could take away one lesson from the entirety of your of your like working career besides the ones you've already shared mm-hmm. with us is there one thing that you want other people to know that when they go to work with customer or they go to interact with customer service positions, something that you're like, they should know this. This is for the customer. Okay. The customer is not always fucking right. Thank you. Sit your, on, on, you have to understand your role and why this went south. And then maybe we could work this out. Because nine times out of ten, it's not the server or the waitress or the, or the, or the bartender. 
it's them it's having 100% a rough day. them pissed off because mm-hmm. they're mad at the price. It's like, I didn't make the price. I, I don't see a dime of that. I and literally I, see none of that. I see none of it. Yeah. They're mad at that, mad at the two drink minimum. Well, you knew that. That transition is really actually perfect and you didn't even do that on purpose. But like the thing I didn't put in this, but I really want people to know is that like, I feel like you should maybe talk about the song that you wrote because I I wish they let us play that shit while people are being seated. So Punky, did you write it with Rob? So me and Rob was just fucking around one day and uh, he made a beat and I was just drinking and I just got on the microphone and started singing. And you just kept saying two drink minimum? Yeah. I love it. And I, I I don't know. It just flowed out. That wasn't written or nothing. I love that. So the song that I brought up that Punky's referencing is called Two Drink Minimum because at most comedy clubs in the country, which actually started at the comedy store, you have to have a two drink minimum per person. Mm-hmm. And people like to argue, well, it's, oh, it's a two item minimum per table. And it's like, no, it's a two drink minimum per person. Mm-hmm. It's literally painted on the wall at yes. the comedy store. Yes. And at other comedy clubs, you can see signs that yes. say it's a two drink, two drink minimum. Like yeah. it's 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 information it's on the they menu. have. Yeah, it's on the menu. They tell you at the door when they seat you. They tell you when they seat you. It's on your tickets. It's on your tickets. It's, it's on the internet. Everywhere. The website. It's everywhere. <laughs> the promoter tells you. <laughs> so so Punky and Rob, Rob is a bartender at the store, have developed developed this song, or Punky just like sort of came out with it talking about the two drink minimum and in the song don't you also list the excuses that people have for you oh yeah oh i don't i don't i'm pregnant okay well oh, we, we got water. water we got juice and shit <laughs> i even known a couple pregnant bitches drink wine you want some wine hello <laughs> like i've heard i'm allergic to liquids i've heard that too allergic to liquids mm-hmm. and i say like and i've literally said to someone how do you survive and they said carefully and i was like i'm i'm not I can't. Either way it go, you got to pay for it. Still got to pay for it. Well, we will charge you for four bottles of water and we will keep them. Yeah. You don't have to drink them. You're, you ain't got to take them. You ain't got to do nothing. Yeah. Your allergy that will kill you, we just won't deal with it. It has just cost you. <laughs> $16, bitch. <laughs> okay. Um, well, is there anything else, Punky, you want to throw in? Anything else from customer service that you're like, I wish people knew this or... Know what the fuck you want. Mm. I could see if you go to a bar and it's a huge menu, you know. And it's craft and it's whatever. I oh, get that yeah. too. And it's just, I get that. You know what I'm saying? Same. Because, and it's slow. You know, people have to understand, especially at the comedy store, we have a, it's a high volume place. So fast. We don't have time to sit at your table nope. all night because we got 20 to 30 other tables to get to. And when I say tables, I mean four person per table. Mm-hmm. So that's three tables. That's 120 people uh-huh. that we have to serve in two hours. Uh-huh. So you sitting up there saying, um, uh-huh. um, uh-huh. that's not helping us because no. then the jackass at table 10 <laughs> is going to be pissed off with me when he need to be pissed off with you so it's just like have you already i can't stand when adults don't know what the fuck they want to drink i hate that you're an adult how do you not have a set drink i have a set drink i drank tequila if you ain't got tequila i'm gonna drink crown royal if you ain't got crown royal i'm gonna have a cause light if you ain't got a cause light i'm gonna have a heineken i'm, I'm not gonna sit up there and be like well um i have to think no bitch there's no time know what the fuck you want yes because we we, we do have to wait on you but we don't i think people got that mixed up like you have to wait on us. So we don't have to wait on you. Clarify that, please. That means people think that the server has to wait on the table. Literally which we, wait. Which we do. But it, it's actually the other way around. Yeah. You have to wait on us yeah. because we have to go get your shit. Uh-huh. We have to put in your order. Mm-hmm. It's opposite. So we don't have we don't have time to be standing there and do not touch me. Oh, say it louder. Say it louder. Do don't touch me. Not touch me the number of people that want to physically touch us is astounding to me and it's and it's just it's so belittling yes 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 it's condescending and don't call me sweetheart oh ever ever and they all do sweetheart oh don't, do not ever don't. fucking i heard my wife call that to somebody one time i was like don't ever ever, ever. i was like you don't you don't know how that makes us feel how do you, minus like the Monday that you reference, like where you'll work the front bar and you'll let people hug you. How do you handle if people ask you or like, or go to touch you? Will you, cause I know servers that will just like throw their arm if they get touched. Oh like, no, d- d- that behind the bar is my permission to be touched. Okay. Because I would have to come from behind the bar to go to the hug. How would you handle it if you were on the floor and someone just touched you? Oh, I always tell customers, please don't touch me. And I say it in the best way possible. Morgan does that too. It's smart. It's, it's kind of like a, I was like, look, you know, look, I told y'all my name. 
That's when we started, I told y'all, call me Ham Hock. If you need something, say Ham. I was like, please don't, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a PTSD. It's like, why yeah. did you do that? Why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. I get like scared. Same. So yeah, I think those are the things that are, you know, and I hate when people be like, what are you getting? Why? Why? Why do you care? Why? Why? Let your friend order what your friend want. What do you, you want? Because now we got to sit here and, and watch y'all two have a conversation about what y'all about to drink. Yeah. Oh, I hate that too. I hate that too. I fucking. That's it. Same girl. Okay. Um, well, how can people get in touch with you, Punky? How can they? Oh, if y'all looking for me, P-U-N-K-I-E Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N on everything. Everything. Twitter, Facebook. If you Google it, you'll find her too. Do you have a Instagram. special or anything that's coming out? Do we have a way we um, can see you? So I did something called Bill Burr Presents The Rangers. That's coming out January 10th. So you worked with Bill Burr. I did. That's amazing. My episode is coming out on Valentine's Day, which Aww. is a perfect gift for my mother because that's her birthday. I love it. Well, then we'll release this episode right before then. So you can you can get to my That'll be you. perfect. I Blast that. that shit. Yeah, we will. And I get, anything else you want to throw in before we wrap up today? um don't be an enabler mm. um be selfish in an unselfish way mm. meaning help and be thoughtful but if it inconveniences you pick yourself mm. and don't be afraid to say no because you're saying no to them but you're saying yes to yourself hello these are great this is life advice yeah, i love all you of have that to, you have to because i had to start saying that because this year was a year of me finally putting myself before everybody even my wife Wow. So it was very hard for me to say no to a lot of people. And I missed a lot of lunches and a lot of birthdays and a lot of celebrations. I missed a lot. But I was saying no to them, but I was saying yes to me. And so look at where your career went this year. You have to understand when you say yes to yourself, you're being selfish about your future, but you're not being selfish to the people that you love. Mm. You know? I love and if they love you, they'll get it. They'll understand. Yeah, I love that. Well, we're going to drop checks now. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to help us out here at <laughs> Service from Hell, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and tell your friends to listen. It will help us reach more people that need to be schooled in the art of being kind and will be catharsis for those of us working in the industry still. Remember, if you can't afford to tip, you can't afford to go out. So don't be garbage and be good to people. It's easier that way. Thank you guys so much for listening. That's a wrap. Bye, Punky. Thank you. Bye. I was, oh, thank you, bitch. I loved it. <laughs>